You're listening to the Strategically Podcast. I'm Tyler Collins. And I'm Brandon Collins. As we like to say, strategy is all about finding the best way to get from where you are to where you want to be. Head over to our website, Strategically, that's strategic.li, for more tools and content. But right now, you can join us for this casual conversation where we dive deep into the concepts behind thinking strategically in life, business, or whatever you care about. In this episode, we look at how easy it is to get off course or distracted while developing a strategy. We'll examine how to avoid common pitfalls and the potential cost if you don't. Let's get into it. go through those five and you don't feel strongly i think the problem is you don't have an identity yet and probably you put you know maybe the step before that should be doing some kind of identity and i don't know what that would look like um well so how yeah. that's what was a question i was going to ask how uh-huh. do you see what you're talking about as different from some of those because so i see some of those yeah as yeah yeah, yeah. I see helpful that. to answer that question sure um, like for example, uh, well, like, I mean, you talked about in, in number one, uh, I just thought of this one off the top of my head, but number one, you talk about, oh, characters that you like, um, or movies, yes, right. Yes. You might not know why you like those mm. things. Um, and that's where I see the identity piece coming into play. Why do you like that character? Why did you like that book? Why did that movie, you know, make you cry? <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. those questions can be hard to answer if you don't really know what your identity is. Right. Uh, I, I think that's what I'm trying to say. So you, it's not that you couldn't answer those questions. I just think that the answers are less meaningful until you have that identity to compare them to, or, or to put them in context. That's a better way of saying it. Your identity, I think puts those answers in context. Does that make sense? It does. But I guess I wonder, I have thought, let yeah. me say it that way, uh, that you, so take number one, um, and actually, there's another example. Uh, the resonance and history are the better ones, not number one. So resonance method, yeah. stories and characters that resonate with you, and then history. So the point there is that your life has revealed at least some about your identity already through the characters and stories you identi- with, identify with, through the patterns and choices that you've made in yeah. the past. Um now, so then again, if you're young, if you're real young, you have a lot less of life to look at and try to draw that pattern out. But I do think, I don't think you need to know exactly who you are in order for those methods to work. I think those methods can reveal some of who you are in that you look for those patterns like, wow, it's these kinds of characters that I recognize, that I identify with or these kinds of historical figures, these kinds of stories. And it's this pattern that I see in my life. Um, yes, but I think that lines up with what I'm trying to say too. Like you said a statement that I you think you were trying to, I don't know what you're trying to do, but like you said... You don't have to know exactly who you are. I feel like the discovery of identity is an ongoing process. I'm not sure that's a like, that's well oh, said. I figured that out. Now I'm done yeah. for the rest of my life. Like the person that I am now is going to be very different from the person that I am when I'm 65 rather than 35. I, I believe that. And that should be the case, right? So I think that's an ongoing process. But what I was going to say is you can discover, I think that knowing about, knowing a piece of your identity can can go hand in hand with knowing a thing that you that you really really value. Does that make sense? Like I value yes. this because it is represented in my identity, because it is represented in like who I am on the inside. That's why I value it. Um does that yeah, does that make sense? And I think you can it value does. something without it being a core piece of your identity too. Like so so that can be the other pitfall there is 
oh, that's something I really like and I really love, but that's never going to be a part of who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still appreciate it. Um, I feel like (laughs) here's a, here's a, probably the easy way of saying it. Um, when we're all growing up, like we think, oh, I'm going to be a basketball star. I'm going to be fill in the blank sport just because you love watching that you value that, or you might even value the idea of being an athlete. Does that mean that you personally are going to be an athlete and you should make your life about that? Well, the, the stats would say no. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Um, another one that I think of a lot that, that I've thought of a lot in my life is writing. Like I've always thought, oh, I should be like a non like a fiction author and I should write stories because I love stories. And and that's a lot of the reason why I really enjoy video games is for the story aspect of it and building this story. Uh, but I don't ever when I when I actually sit down and realize what it takes to be like a fiction writer and what that life really looks like. That's not for me. I know that's not for me, but that doesn't mean I still can't appreciate that. You know, I can still appreciate authors and the way they write and the way they create these amazing stories and, uh, you know, still appreciate in video games. Do you see what I'm saying? So I could be almost, and I've done this in the past. I'm saying this because I've done it myself where I'm like, oh, so the answer is I should go be a writer. Like that's what I should be doing with my life. Well, no, that doesn't, when, when I actually realized what that life is like, what my day to day life would be like being that kind of writer. Cause I tried it. That's how I figured it out. Going back mm-hmm. to your point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't like this. Like, I don't like mm-hmm. just sitting down and forcing myself to write for thousands and thousands of words and then hoping that it's good at the end of it. And I'm, <laughs> I am vastly oversimplifying the writing process, but like I've read enough of those books from actual authors to tell you that is a lot of what it is. <laughs> just yeah. like forcing yourself to sit down and write um, and hoping that your ideas are good. So do you, I don't know, am I yeah, rambling you. or you're hearing what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm with you. So here's what I hear. As I hear you talk, here's the thoughts that come to my mind and tell me how this hits you. So the first one is if you did say numbers, uh, three and four of the desiring, finding your desired future thing, my guess to use your, those two examples, uh, or, or one example of writing, my guess is that you might see writing come up once or twice mm-hmm. or storytelling or whatever, but you wouldn't see it as a consistent pattern like everywhere. And I think there would be other things that you see everywhere. Like, oh my gosh, that's come up like eight times yeah. in all these exercises. Yeah. And that's where you're like, okay, that's that's starting to hit on or starting to suggest this might be part of the core of who I am. So that's number one. Number two thing I would ask is, do you think, I suspect, and I'm curious what you think about this, that 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 shows the thing you value of like storytelling and writing that that shows there's something else there that's behind it. Like maybe the storytelling that you've, or the good stories and the video games and so on, maybe you you don't enjoy those as an act of creative thinking, like as a, like the thing that it impresses you or the thing that, that you enjoy about it isn't, uh, cause as a writer, that's what it is, right? It's like charting that path, Yep. but maybe it's not, maybe it's, um, being surprised and, uh, or maybe it's seeing, character people developed into something beyond where they started or or it could be like 10 different things right um (laughs) or mystery or uh whatever and so maybe there's like you could value something for a lot of different reasons and my my thought is at that is maybe you got to find exactly what the right (laughs) for you reason is that you value that uh does that make sense how do those two hit you I think, yeah, but again, I go back to the identity piece um yeah, because I think if you saw something and maybe this is good that we're getting into this. 
But if you saw something come up two or three times, you absolutely would think it's a pattern. And you absolutely would. I mean, because I've done this. I, this is exactly what I did. I thought, oh, that means I should do that thing. You know, uh, that means I should go be that and do that. Um, and only to find out then when I actually started trying it, which I'm glad that I did try it, realizing, no, that's actually not for me because, and then maybe I didn't, should have done the work of doing what you're saying now and saying, well, why did it come up three times if that's not what I should be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a good point. I don't, I, you know, I don't think I've ever done that part where I've then come back and thought, okay, why did it come up three times? Even though like, I'm pretty sure that I shouldn't go be a fiction writer, you know, that that's mm-hmm. not really the life that I want. So why yeah. did that come up three times? Why did I think that, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's great. And I, I think that's illustrating a point that we need to add somewhere. Mm probably probably down maybe it maybe it becomes number six or number nine here i'll add it as number six which is this is an art not a science Um, yeah that's so true you know i wonder if there is a way to a way to determine how okay so like i heard about this guy i he's a doctor a, a phd guy um he determined he's been predicting the outcomes of elections for like i don't know 40 years now and he's only been wrong once i want to say so he's mm-hmm. very, very accurate. He has very, the basically the way that he works is he has like seven signals, he calls them. And basic, basically how those signals goes mm-hmm. um, is like a cast for one, you know, like sort of a vote cast for one or the other candidate. And hmm. then so whichever candidate gets the most, even if it's very close, um, then he's like, yeah, that's that's the person that I'm going to pick. So I, I wonder if there's a way of doing something similar in this arena where we could have sort of seven signs, seven, I'm just throwing a number out there (laughs) Um, for a desired future. And if they're all green, then you can be like very confident that yes, this is a good desired future and it's totally what you should be pursuing. But maybe if only three of them are green and maybe four are red or vice versa, then you're, then maybe you should go deeper with it. That kind of a thing. Cause I feel like we're hitting on some things here where you could really think, yeah, this is where I should be headed because of this, this, and this. And you might even have good reason, but you've missed some of the signs along the way. I wonder if that's, I don't know what all the signs would be, but as we're talking, I feel like we're bringing up more of these signs. Like one of them would be, did you consider outside, you know, you talked about it earlier. Have you considered, you know, passion, purpose that comes from outside of you? If you haven't considered that, that's, that would be a red, a red sign in my opinion. You're like, like a, Hey, that's, you probably need to take a step back and do that. Another one might be, does it really line up with who you are? And if you don't know, you know, if you don't know that, does, if it's not really, you don't know if it's lining up with your identity or not, again, that'd be maybe a yellow, maybe not a red, but a yellow. Like you should probably figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Um, another one would be like, have you tried it? I'm just coming up with these top of my head based on our sure our conversation here. Because like you were saying, maybe the importance of trying it. And then really when you saw what it would actually look like, um, you would be, you would say, no, that's, you know, that's not really what I want. So what, what do you, how do you feel about that? How does that hit you? As you're talking, I, I want to say that that's what the tests above are one through five are for. So if you feel like some of that's missing, I would rather go back and add them, add things that we feel are missing. Because my hope would be that when you come from... See, I didn't look at it that do way. five... I looked ahead. at the, the five as a way of generating ideas. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you go through all five of those, you might have two or three really strong desired future like ideas for your desired future and then my point is okay now you need to evaluate them and decide like which one of these really makes sense to really go after that's right okay that's right so that's what i'm saying so So then there could be another tool that sort of evaluates maybe the three you came up with well so that's i don't know that it's a tool i'm open to that but here's how i would see it happening so you generate those ideas 
in the same way, right? We talked about them as like almost like tests, medical tests, medical yeah. exams, and they're showing whatever results they're showing. Um, and maybe there's two tests that are in an agreement that say, hey, this is a thing that's that's happening with you. Uh, and maybe there's six that say something else and five that say a different idea. And so now you've got three potential options. Um, that's phase one of the process. Then, well, so number one, I would say the number of tests that are in alignment gives you a good sample of like how strongly, what are the odds, like your seven, like this, the example you gave, like if there's eight, you know, if you took five tests and there's like, there's a thing that came up in every single one and yeah, it came up multiple times sure. in every one, yeah. like, okay, that's, you should be really, yeah. you should really explore that. That's most likely Well, maybe that could there. be another sign then. Like, did it come up in multiple tests? You know, multiple of your things. Like if, if if I'm trying to get to seven, I think I mentioned three already, right? So that could be number four, just keeping on with my idea here. <laughs> sure. So uh, where was I going with that? Oh, so then you come up with that. Then you um, then you try it. And that's where trying it out comes from is like, well, I don't know if this is going to resonate with me or, uh, yeah. you know, and that's where the sampling comes into play. And that's why, you know, that's why I had that section there about um, if you're not sure like, oh, writing, like, I've never really considered that. Uh, well, how could you try that? How could you see what that is? Um, and I don't know. It's I think it's less like you've got this many green lights and more like each step gets you closer and closer to the, desti- the destination of making the final decision. And sampling to me is like one of the last steps that you have. Mm-hmm. The tests would be the first one. Maybe interviewing and reading books would be like the middle one. Um, I don't know. Is that making sense how I'm saying that? It's a different framework than you're <clears> using, but... I don't know. Maybe we're just thinking about it different. I just, cause I've, I guess I'm coming from um, a perspective where like I've done a lot of these exercises, maybe is the right word. I've done a lot of these exercises before only to then pursue the wrong thing. Mm. Um, And then, and so then I have to come back and do it all over again to the point where I'm like, do these exercises even work? And I don't think it's a problem with the exercises. I think it was me getting too quickly jumping on false positives. You know what I mean? And like what Mm -hmm. you were saying, where if somebody like maybe a really good coach had had been walking me through the process, they probably would have said, yeah, this came up three times, but like, let's dig a little deeper before we go gung ho to go be a fiction writer (laughs) or whatever it might be to go be a, you know, esports player. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, another one might be sometimes um, we have like an idealized version of the future that Mm. we're picturing and that can lead us towards picking something. Um, But the reason we picked it was because we have we had an idealized version of it rather than a real view of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So that'd be another like warning sign in my mind is like, hey, do I really actually have this like because that was another thing that happened to me where I had this like idealized version of what it meant to be a writer like oh, I'm going to be in Starbucks all the time, like drinking coffee and writing thousands of words a day, like <laughs> writing the next great American novel. Yeah, <laughs> Sure, sure. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? So if yeah. that is what your head is filled with, I think that's another, I think that would be another warning sign in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I look like I came up with six, so I just need one more. <laughs> so I I would see this more like a, like the decision of buying a house. So like, and we did, my family and I just purchased a house like the last six or seven months. So I'll use that as an example. Like when you first you start and you're like, is owning a house a thing I want to do? Like yeah. financially, yeah. would this make sense? You know, Rather all than that. renting. Yeah. Then you're like, what kind of house might I like? And you could, you know, just come up with some ideas. You could visit some houses. Uh, and so you're like getting closer and close. You're like taking steps. Mm-hmm. Then you, then you look online and like Zillow or realtor.com and you're like actually looking at pictures and yeah. photos of the house and you're looking at the you're price. And so that's prices, another, yeah. Yep, and you're narrowing out. You're narrowing yep. down your options, but you might have a big list. Then you go look at that list, and then you cut a bunch more out, and maybe there's three left. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you put offers in, and then 
So now you're like really close and, but then you have to have the house inspected and, and maybe that's another step. Okay. I'll pass inspection. And then, you know, finally the house closed and then you own the house. And so to me, it's more like you're inching your way closer and closer rather than like, well, one, I passed one test, but I failed the others. Like at any moment on those and that journey, you might realize this was a wrong, this is not the right house for us. I see. I don't think that's how this works though, because what you described is a very concrete process. And I think that it would be a mistake to, to handle your desired future that way. Uh, Because you, you could concretely negate a future that you could have had. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Like you could have had that future if you just decided you really, really wanted it. Because I think that's another piece of this that we haven't talked a lot about but is that you can probably achieve almost any goal like almost any goal is probably achievable if you want it enough if you're willing to commit to what it will really take to get there that's not the same as a house like there are only a certain number of houses you know there there are only a certain number of houses that you can afford there are only a certain number of houses that will pass inspection that you can afford in the area you want to live so that naturally like brings the numbers down to like oh this is what it has to be I don't think that's the same when it comes to your desired future. Do you see what I'm saying? I think you can have multiple desired futures possible for your life. Like, there's no way I could ever prove this. But, like, my theory is you as a person could pursue, let's say, three or four things very successfully and love all four of those. Yes, that's right. right. So if you would agree with that, then how would you know which is those four, like, you should really pursue? Here's, right? what, here's how I would say it. Let me use the house, and, house and, uh, analogy as an example. So you start out with, like the whole world of opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, from, from roofing contractor (laughs) to technical engineer to military analyst to, I don't know, whatever, volunteer, hospital, whatever, whatever, (laughs) uh, like teacher, you know, all that's there. And, and maybe that's what it feels like in high school and and even in middle school when someone asks you, what do you want to be when you grow up? But then you quickly start realizing like your interests and that like, that cuts down a lot. Like, I'm not going to be a massage therapist. I'm just not, right? It's just not in line with who I am. So there's like hundreds and maybe thousands of opportunities that I would just cut right there. And then you, so that's like just like interests and values, but then you can go deeper and like, who am I at my core? And what does this job mean at my core? And then you go deeper and you say, well, financially, can it support me? Whatever. I know we're using a very specific analogy, but, um, or maybe as an organization, you would say like, what's possible for us to achieve? Uh, with it, this team and this time and this moment. And then maybe you end on three that you've sampled and you like all of them. And that's fine. Like, I don't think there's a problem with, with choosing just because, like choosing one of those three. I think if you had, I don't think it's often going to be three. I think it's going to be more like one or two desired features. And you're like, well, either of those is great. I'm going to pick one. Um, is that making sense how I'm like narrowing it down? I think you just narrow it down differently. Maybe I'm not hearing what you're saying, though. No, I agree with that. But I still think I guess we are agreement up to a point because what I'm saying then is now you've got a couple to pick from. And then my point with those like warning signs is to say, how do I know which of these is the strongest one? Or maybe a better way of even saying it is, which one should I start to pursue first? Uh, Because maybe all three of these are viable and I don't, re- I don't, I can't even choose which one I should, uh, we should start with. Um, maybe all three, I want to do all three at some point. Like, let's say you're a business and you're like, yeah, all three of these things we will tackle at some point, but we got to start somewhere. So how do I even know which mm-hmm. one I would want to start with? Do you see what I'm saying? So I guess sure. my thought is more at the end of the process like that you just described. How then would I know like where to go? And I think the other danger is, I, at least this has been my experience. And maybe again, this is different from what you're talking about, but how do I know I haven't hit on like, let's call it false gold. Like I didn't go deep enough on one of these 
and I'm, I'm going to pursue something that really isn't the right thing for me to pursue. It just feels like it because it's really close, but it's not quite right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, I am hopeful that this process, that if you started from the beginning and you did all five and you looked, and even after number five, right? Number six talks about the source of your vision. Yeah. And we, today we're talking about, uh, and we talked about sampling and now we're talking about like, I'm hopeful that there are going to be enough layers in this process that if you got to the end, and we're not even done yet, there's still level of success is a huge factor yeah, that we haven't which even we're touched on talk yet. About that'll probably next session, yeah. That'll probably be next session. Um, if you finished all those layers and you still have two options, let's say, then I'm kind of like flip a coin. Like they're both amazing. <laughs> if, if you like, I don't know that you could go very wrong with either option if you've literally have done that. And that's that's more. Maybe that's me hope being overly hopeful about us being able to come up with a system that helps someone come up with that. But that's just how I... Yeah, and maybe that's what I'm disagreeing with is like, I don't... I think this is a little more complicated than you are making it seem. And I think it's a little harder than than maybe how you're picturing it in your head. Um, and I only say... I'm only saying that from my personal experience. Like maybe others would go through this and, and they'd be like, it'd be really obvious for them. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think we've we've got like about ten minutes left in the stream here. Um, so I, w- I want to I want to hit I want to hit what you just said. Yeah. Okay. So because I think that's that's good, and I actually think if we, I think us having different perspectives, a better way of saying that would be different experiences. Sure. Us having different experience on this is really valuable because mm-hmm. I think we're going to have readers and listeners yeah. who have are come from both sides. Yeah. So. My experience is I have done this kind of process two different times, more like three, but one was so close to the two of them were so close together that it was kind of like they were very close to being identical. Um, And both times I felt like very confident in where I landed. Mm. Like this is absolutely what I need to do. And looking back, I would say I was correct. I was <laughs> right in the sense of yeah. it aligned with what it was, what I thought it was. It aligned with, it resonated with me. It aligned with who I was. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, now, both times that I have now shifted or that, ex- that, um, that future has shifted. Here's what I mean. Like for one of them was like, I'm going to go work with this organization and do this role mm-hmm. at that organization because it is so in line with who I am. Yeah. And that was very true at the time, but then the organization shifted mm-hmm. and the role shifted. And so now that became untrue. Yeah. Not that my desired future shifted, yep. but the sort of the landscape shifted, right? Yep. Um, so now then the second time, that was the first time. The second time, it was more like me who was shifting. I, some parts of me and parts of what I value or how I see what I value, how I interpret what I value shifted a little bit. And so that led to another shift. But again, I, there I was still very confident and looking back, have been confident. Um, but I feel like you're saying the opposite that you both have experienced and also believe that it's possible to come through this and be very uncertain and be and lack that confidence that maybe this isn't, I don't know for sure that I have landed on the thing. Is that, is that correct? Am I saying what you're saying? I think what I'm saying is I've gone through the process and, and maybe it was because I didn't know how to do it very well. Um, I think probably most of it, and this is what I was saying earlier was I didn't know myself well enough yet. So then I came out with an answer that like checked all the boxes in, you know, as I went through the process, like, oh, it's just jumping off the screen to me to only to pursue it and go, nope, that wasn't it. And then I'm mm. like, so is the process not work? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And and yeah. that's where I want to say, no, I don't think the process was broken. I don't think the process was the problem. I think it was that I didn't, you know, I don't know how to say it. Like it was fool's gold. Like it was, it was really, really close, but it wasn't quite right. I didn't know myself well enough. 
that's why I feel like those like six things I, I've come up with six so far, maybe there's one more, but would be very helpful to maybe make me, and maybe this is just the kind of person I am, um, where I needed to take another step back and really think about that answer again. And if I had a green light system or whatever, I'm just saying that because that feels easy. I would have taken a step back and maybe I would have gone deeper. Why did that keep coming up? You know, why would I think whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like, just make me take mm-hmm. a step back because the work, uh, maybe not the worst thing, but one of the one of the hardest things to overcome is starting to go down the road on a desired future. Um, you know, only to realize it's not the right one. That that's hard. Because it really saps you, saps your motivation. It makes it hard to want to go through this process again because then you're like, well, now I got to start over. And you kind of do, you know, mm-hmm. not completely. Like you still have your answers from last time, but I can tell you, like, I doubted those answers then. You know, I mm-hmm. doubted myself even. Like, do I, can I even take this test? Like, test, that's not the right term. Like, yeah, yeah. Use this, this exercise. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, d- maybe I'm the problem. Like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and and then now that I've done it a few times, I definitely feel like I doubt it more probably than the first time that I did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas now mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we'll see if that's really true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yes. So I want to dig in on that for yeah. a second. Um, the thing I, I just wrote some thoughts as you were yeah, talking, okay. life is complicated. Um, yeah. humans are complicated. There are so many factors at play that there's never going to be a perfect test. You are different. The people around you are different. Society is different. And I just wrote like, what might cause that to mess up or, or what might cause you to get false positives or false readings? Like if these are, if these are medical tests, there's yeah. all kinds of things yes. that could make them go out, out of whack yeah. or not give the, the result that you might think. So like knowing yourself, that's one that I wrote, uh, your history, your past, how much are you being influenced by your family? Maybe you have spent your whole life trying to live up to expectations and you don't even so much so that you don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, you don't even know that there's that influence. I wrote another one as emotional health. Like if you're depressed, if you're burnt out, if you've had trauma yeah. in your past that you have never what you're recovered experiencing from, at that time. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, that all could be playing roles in you and giving you weird results that that um like for example let's say you've experienced a certain trauma in your past and so as you go down through the things you're seeing this pattern and really that pattern is like you just want to avoid ever having that hmm. trauma again yeah not that it's like your passion or the core of who yeah. you are but you're just like i'm not going to get hurt that way again and so i'm going to do whatever it takes you've and, never really and, healed from that yes, thing yeah exactly exactly and i know we're hitting on maybe this is weird people feel like this is weird but like if you don't think that your emotional, mental health and your past and, and your internal life influences your strategy or influences your organization or in, like you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. If you think that with this, this point of like feels too touchy feely, then like you've missed, <laughs> you've missed the studies and you've yeah. missed the like that that's just so clear now. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that out. And I even the last one I wrote was personality. I think some people are much more rigid or structured in their thinking. Like that's more me, I think. And so maybe that's why this test works better for me. These kinds of tests work simple. It's simpler for me maybe to uh, self-diagnose in some ways than other people. Um, And there's nothing wrong, good or bad about any of that. It's just something to be aware of. And I just wanted to pause and say all that to say um, it is an art, not a science. Uh, It is something you should, you know, do in conjunction with your friends and family and loved ones with a counselor, uh, you know, with a with a therapist, if that's something that you might need, like don't um don't see that as a bad thing and also don't see that as not strategic because mm. it very much is yeah definitely and with all that said i think 
I wish we actually had more time to talk about it, but I feel like we do need to end on this, but just how important this process is. And if anything of all this discussion that we've just had in the last, like, I don't know, 20 minutes that we didn't even mean to have. (laughs) Yeah. I think we've shown uh, that this needs time. It needs space. um, That maybe getting away for a weekend is the way to do it. Um, If you can, you know, like book a hotel, book a retreat center, um, you know, don't, don't do this in a distracted, busy environment. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you can't, obviously, you know, if, if like, here's another way you could do it in, instead of what I just described, but maybe it's an hour a day, but that hour mm-hmm. is my phone is off. My email is shut yeah. down. Maybe even shut your computer completely down and just journal. Yeah. Um, but you're still doing it yeah. an hour in a day. You know what I'm saying? But or or probably I do think like a better way of doing it is is getting away, go camping for a weekend. You mm-hmm. know, you mentioned the camping, like out in nature, away from the distractions. Um, I think that's so so important. And yep. if you think that what I'm saying is crazy, it's because you don't. I think it's just because you don't realize how valuable and important this process is. That's right? right. And to say it again, it's 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 in there. Too many destinations have been ruined by poorly considered destinations. That's why <laughs> That's why the value is is important because you're about to spend, you know, if you're talking about your life, mm. you're about to spend 10 years, your 5 years, 20 years pursuing this thing. If you're talking about your team or your organization, think of the hundreds or potentially thousands of man hours that are about to be invested in this desired future. And so imagine having done all that and only to realize that was the wrong choice. That's why this is valuable. And I don't mean to say that to scare you, but just to say how valuable this is. And the other thing I was about to say too, I think that some, this is going to sound weird, but I I was just thinking about this in light of sports because sports are all starting to start up again. And if you are part of a sports team and you say, what's our desired future? You know, you kind of have to say, oh, we want to win the championship, whatever that looks like, you know? Um, So maybe it's less of like, what's my desired future? And maybe for you, because that's already determined, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe you're leading a team and your boss is like, here's your desired future. It's to grow your sales by 10%. They're telling you what it is. So maybe Mm -hmm. for you, it's less of determining what's my desired future and it's more sitting down and starting to really realize what that would take. And if that's really what you want, like, am I in the right career? Because you're being handed (laughs) that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you actually raised a good point there. I don't know if we've talked about that. What if someone else Mm -hmm. is telling you what your desired future is? I guess we talked about outside sources. That's probably where I would say that falls is like. If someone literally is telling you here it is what your desired future (laughs) is, here it is that that can be actually really helpful. Or here's another thing. Maybe they think they've told you this happened to Mm. me at many organizations. Someone will say, here's your goal. Here's your objective. And as I look at it, I'm like, that's not clear enough. Yeah. I don't know what you're what actually saying. What should I start saying. with point one? If I don't know how exactly. to start with step one, then it's not clear enough. Yeah. Yes. So then maybe so, the work uh, you need to do is to clarify it for yourself or to go back to, you know, your boss or whoever is in charge and ask them for clarity, work with them yes. to get to a point where things are really crystal, crystal clear. Maybe even boundaries are what you need, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, if I get 8%, is that okay? Or does it have to be 10%? You know what I mean? Or should I shoot for 12%? Because that's really what you want. You know, sometimes that's yeah. how it is. Like, yeah, we say 10%, but really we want 12%. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've been at those organizations, right? Or or the opposite. I've yes. also had 
we want 50% yeah. growth, yeah. but then like 5% growth actually happens and you're like, hooray, we grew. Yeah. And you're like, well, then why did we say 50? Exactly. <laughs> because that will change how you approach it. Like if you, and we're going to yeah. talk about this in the next one, that's literally what we're going to talk about, which is determining levels of success. Your approach will be radically, radically different if you're saying, yes, it's going to be 20% growth or no, it's going to be 5%. That's all we want. Mm-hmm. And there's positive and negatives there, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think the that's, thing, yeah, go ahead. I do want to just write a note here about, uh, do I wonder if we need a section about clarity, making sure your desired yeah. future is clear enough? I think so. And I think we should have a section that, you know, we just barely touched on it. But if your desired future really is, is just handed to you, um, you know, on your organization, like, like going back to sports, I think I think about basketball because that's the, you know, the the league that I probably follow the most, you know, in the NBA. If you are, let's say, a GM and you're handed a team with three superstars, I think your desired future is really different than if you're going through a rebuilding phase. Like, I don't think that you want to sit down, even though, yes, everybody says your goal is to win a championship. You're not going to say, we're going to win the championship this year. You're going to say, we need to draft the right players and we need to make sure that our salary cap is in the right position and we need to have the right Mm -hmm. development and maybe we don't have the right coach yet. You know, you would ask those questions really differently than if you have a team of veterans with a couple of superstars and you're like, this is our year. Um, Mm -hmm. So even though you might have the same desired future as somebody else, maybe the timing would be different. So we probably should get into that uh, section about if somebody's handing you your desired future. And yeah, I think that'd be good too. Cool. I like it. Well, that's all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear the rest of this conversation, make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as they're released. You can also view this content along with visuals on our YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you on the next one.